Welcome back to the Getting Grit Podcast. I am Brad Pohl, your host, and this is where we tell the stories of sinners and saints. When Lewis and Clark headed out on the voyage of discovery in 1804, it is estimated they ate roughly 5,000 calories per day, with their logs showing that they consumed about 9 pounds of meat per day per man. It's hard to fathom the workload of these men who walked and pulled boats upstream from St. Louis, Missouri to Montana's Continental Divide and then crossed the Rockies to the Oregon coast, not to mention that they returned along a similar path. But it was the turn of the 19th century in America, and there was a rare breed of toughness in our nation then. You've probably heard the story of the African legend of the two villages, where there was a particular tribe where the men lived in one village and the women lived in another, but the two were just separated by a small public square. In fact, the villages were so close that when a man told a joke in his village, a woman would often say the punchline to her friends before the man could get the words out. But the men and the women lived separately, with each village doing what men and women do when they are on their own. And the men and the women would often meet in the public square and share dinner there. Sometimes the man would invite his wife, and sometimes a woman would invite her husband. And all the children lived with their mothers, but when the young males reached a certain age, the men would enter the village square, all united, and call out the boys from their mother's village. And the mothers would cry deep into the night over losing their sons to the village of the men. The boys would be taught to hunt and to fish and to farm and to build to play the games that men play and to make music, to dance, and to fight for the safety of the two villages. Because men only learn how to become men in the company of other men, where they learn, learn a code to live by. And they are challenged to do very difficult things by older men, and then taught through encouraging words on how to succeed in those difficult things. Consider this story about a Teflon coating in its broad range of applications. Tacky materials may stick temporarily, but almost all substances release very easily. When properly applied, Teflon allows a lower friction rate between things trying to load on their surface, thus sliding off. When it's properly applied, it also improves heat resistance, thus allowing you to operate longer in heated environments. And when properly applied, it also prevents the surface from becoming watered down. And the surface becomes very abrasion-resistant, helping to keep scratches and scarring to a minimum. I'm speaking here about the thickness of a person's skin and developing a type of skin in your children that is a Teflon skin, so that they can accept responsibility, live courageously, and have a vision to achieve a greater good. Stuff like errors stick to them, but only temporarily. Then they slide off. They're less emotionally heated up about a loss. and You can slide into the next situation without taking on water, so to speak. There's also going to be some scratches in life, as well as scars, and you can't avoid that. But when you fail, as all of us will, the words of your ancestors echo to you. Just be Teflon, baby. The Apostle Paul writes to us, that Christ said, my power is perfected in weakness and my grace is sufficient. You see, our names are not Dorothy and we don't have dogs named Toto nor Ruby Slippers and the asphalt we just crashed on is not called a yellow brick road. 
Our failures do not go away with a simple clicking of our heels. We have to live through them, and it takes time for those wounds to heal. And wounds also need medicine. Seeking forgiveness and forgiving are the best medicines, and God's wisdom is the best physician. The proverb speaks to us, Thus says the wisdom of God, When the Lord established the heavens, I was there. When he marked out the vault over the face of the deep, when he made firm the skies above, when he fixed fast the foundations of the earth, when he set the sea its limit, so that the water should not transgress his command, then I was beside him as his craftsman, and I was his delight day by day, playing before him all the while, playing on the surface of his earth, and I found delight in the human race. In the grand experiment of a people governing themselves who sought life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness in America, we should remember the word comfort is never mentioned. Two English ministers, Andrew Reed and James Matheson, traveled to the U.S. in 1834, three years after Alexis de Tocqueville's more famous journey in his writing on democracy in America. These two ministers collectively wrote, America will be great if America is good. If not, her greatness will vanish away like a morning cloud. So to be good, you must be willing to risk losing, and so be willing to fight if you expect to succeed. I suspect today that we are all still producing some men like Lewis and Clark. I know our military still carves out some incredibly heroic types, but the -the run-of-the-mill male in the American culture has been shaved down simply by the number of attacks on him as a whole. And now this woke culture wants nothing more than the heroic male to disappear, be he white, black, or brown. So how will you raise your sons? How will you attempt to influence your grandsons and your great-grandsons? From the beginning of time, the gray hairs have told the stories of their ancestors. And you might say, They might say that these old stories, ones like the African tribe and Teflon skin and the apostles' words and famous quotes of decades-old historians have gotten old and lost their purpose, and it's time to move on. But the experience shared in old stories is more like sex in a godly marriage. I mean, when was the last time you heard a happily married couple say, oh yeah, we tried that experience a couple times, but it got old, lacked purpose, And so we moved on. I mean, you got to lean into the true wisdom. The wisdom of Ben Sarah was written in the 2nd century BC with the primary purpose of the author being the edification of his people when they had experienced suffering and oppression. He writes, All wisdom is from the Lord and remains with him forever. The fear of the Lord rejoices the heart, giving gladness, joy, and long life is the beginning of wisdom is to fear the Lord. Our sole purpose as fathers should be to honor God Almighty because we love Him down to our toes. No matter what it takes, be tougher than nails about calling your children to that same love. And when you get knocked down for doing it, remember this, Teflon, baby, just be Teflon. Ain't it so? This is Gittin' Grit signing off. Happy Father's Day. Dominus Vobiscum. <laughs>